Hi, welcome to Canna Confidential, the podcast all about the cannabis industry from the perspective of a licensed microcultivator and processor. So without further ado, let's get to the content. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back to Canna Confidential. Today we're going to talk about a couple of different things. First thing I want to touch on is a study that was done by Complutense University in Madrid. They found that the chemicals in cannabis promote the death of brain cancer cells by essentially helping them to feed upon themselves in a process called autophagy. The research team at the university discovered that cannabinoids such as THC had anti-cancer effects in mice with human brain cancer cells and in people with brain tumors. When mice with the human brain cancer cells received the THC, the tumor shrank. Using electron microscopes to analyze the brain tissue taken both before and after a 26 to 30 day treatment of THC, the researchers found that the THC eliminated cancer cells while leaving healthy cells intact. The patients did not have any toxic effects from the treatment. Previous studies of THC for the treatment of cancer have also found the therapy to be well tolerated. That's just an article that I found recently and I was quite interested in um, how THC interacts with the body. We've talked about this before and how there's been a lot of research done, but there's still a lot of research to be done on how THC and in fact all the cannabinoids interact with the endocannabinoid system inside the body. It's just interesting that there's finally some money um, coming around to the researchers to do the important research necessary for how this, uh, this plant can help heal cancer patients. The other thing I wanted to talk about this morning is microdosing. So I found an article on maximum yield that I thought was very interesting about microdosing. And um, first of all, what is microdosing? Microdosing involves taking small amounts of cannabis to reap the benefits of the THC without experiencing any of the psychoactive effects that can interfere with the demands of daily life. Knowing that I'm not a medical professional and I'm not giving out medical advice, I'm just uh, sort of reiterating things that I've read and experienced. So microdosing on marijuana is an ideal approach for first-time users since the likelihood of experiencing any of the negative side effects is significantly reduced. This is because the ingested cannabis product only contains about 2.5 milligrams of THC. Starting with a low dose, you can expect to get used to the cannabis without having any of the bad side effects. What are some of the bad side effects? Well, if, if you haven't used cannabis before and you decide to go ahead and, and uh, give it a try, Sometimes I've heard of people using it when they've been using alcohol and then all of a sudden they decide they're going to try some cannabis too. And it can uh, push somebody over the edge and into anxiety that can become like a panic attack. So it's really important that you not involve alcohol when you're trying to uh, become accustomed to what cannabis is. And it's also very important that you start low and, and go slow. So you start with a very small amount and you wait 30 to 60 minutes. And if you don't experience anything, you're probably right where you need to be. 
But if you want to try a little bit more just to see what, what the effects will be, um, my advice to people is always go slow and low um, numbers so that it doesn't overwhelm you. Having low doses of cannabis will result in barely perceptible psychoactive high while still providing the relief from certain symptoms. Microdosing can be a particularly good solution for anyone suffering from anxiety or needing pain management. As it turns out, low levels of cannabis can help reduce anxiety, but keep in mind that there's a very fine line between too little and too much because overdoing it can have the opposite effect. If you're a cannabis user and you're not finding the, uh, the effects that you're looking for, sometimes abstaining for 48 hours can improve the effects of microdosing. It's common that it's common knowledge that cannabis is used to treat a wide range of symptoms. However, not all medical conditions can be treated with the same dose or the same type of cannabis. And this is where there's a lot of research that needs to be done to find which cannabis strain with the correct amount of terpenes will handle a certain um, medical problem that, that you might be trying to address. While the frequency and use of, and the approach to dosing can be completely different, between, say, epileptic seizures and multiple sclerosis. There's no extensive research on the exact conditions that lend themselves to microdosing, but clinical research has found that smaller amounts of cannabis increases the therapeutic effects. In a study performed with cancer patients unable to control their pain with traditional painkillers, there's a certain form of THC and CBD found to be beneficial. Even patients who were given the lowest dose experienced great pain reduction compared to using a placebo. And another medical benefit of microdosing marijuana comes in the form of anti-aging. In a memory loss study conducted with older mice, cannabis microdosing was found to boost memory and enhance activities. In other words, cannabis microdosing has helped the older mice to feel young again. We still have to see how this translates to humans, but there's a possibility that cannabis microdosing could keep memory loss at bay. So tip number one, when you're going to start microdosing, the top reason that people turn to microdosing is to avoid getting noticeably high. The goal is to consume very low doses of cannabis and still take advantage of all the benefits. It's very important to practice microdosing at home before taking it to work. And there are a lot of cannabis products designed to give a certain high. That's why it's recommended to take the proper dose and re reduce it eventually. Tip number two is to keep a work-life balance. We all know that cannabis is a very powerful plant and the effects can vary from one person to another. So if you're experimenting with microdosing cannabis, it's best to start with keeping the habit at home. Once you find the perfect dose at home and you're confident about that dosage, then consider using it to boost productivity during the day. I already mentioned tip number three, it's take it slow. It's always recommended to start at the very lowest dose and get familiar with the varying amounts of ingest, ingesting the cannabis. You can smoke flowers, vaporize oils, use edibles, or do tinctures under your tongue. The smoking and vaporizing method can take effect in as little as five minutes. Edibles can take a little longer, so it's really important that you try to find the method that works for you and the amounts that work for you. Another tip is think about 
the cannabis experience before you share it with other people. For some, the effects of microdosing can be immediately noticed by the people around them. Your friends, your partner, your family might notice a new lightness about you when you've consumed cannabis, or you, they may find that you're um, drowsy and you're going to fall asleep. Other people will notice around you, and so it's important that you get comfortable with your experience yourself before you even think about sharing it with other people. And then the last thing is to acknowledge your responsibility. It's always a good idea to talk to your doctor about microdosing. Make sure you acknowledge your responsibility by checking your schedule and always make sure you aren't under any major deadlines that you might be compromising if you decide to microdose. I'm going to take a few minutes each podcast and talk about what's happening in the grow. For more content, you can go to canaconfidential.co and catch up with us there. This week in the grow, I talked uh, last time about LED lighting and I've decided to go ahead and do a trial run. There's a company in Canada that does, um, for commercial growers, a free sample where you can bring the lights in and do a side-by-side experiment. So I'm going to go ahead and do that. For anybody who's interested, you can check out canaconfidential.co and find out more information about how that test is going. Uh, in the grow this week, I had some challenges with my hydro, I grow hydroponically in the grow this round, and I had some challenges with the hydro uh, lines that I use to, to irrigate and, and fertigate the plants plugging up. And I think it was from the blackstrap molasses that I used to uh, give them that uh, carbohydrate sugar boost in when we're in flower. And I think it just got in the cold water and got too gummy and, and plugged up the lines. So I, from more experienced growers, I've been told that I should never water with hot water or with lukewarm water. It should always be cold. And then another more experienced grower than I said, you should never use cold water because it shocks the roots. So I use (laughs) room temperature water. I let my water sit in the tank for at least eight to 12 hours before I water so that it gets to to the point of being room temperature and I don't water warm and I don't water cold. Um, but it has created a problem with the hydro lines plugging and so I've had to uh, replace whole lines while I have plants in flower on the tables. It wasn't an easy task. My tables are 25 feet long and 5 feet wide so it was a little bit of a, um, a task to sort of weave that out through the plants that I have on the tables already because we are six weeks into flower right now. but. With, with a little bit of ingenuity, it was, I had the lines already plugged and um, with the drips put onto them already. And so we just pulled all the, the watering uh, plugs out of the, bo- the squares, the Grodan cubes, and pulled the whole line out. And then we fed the new line up, attached it at the top end, and then we went from plant to plant and put the, uh, the drip lines back into each plant. I hope it's solved. It seems to have solved it. Um, but when you are growing, there's always things like that that you have to watch out for. Another issue I had a couple of weeks ago, 
I, um, in my watering tank, that's a, like a 50 gallon tank, I always have a recirculating pump in there. It's like a small aquarium pump. I guess it's not small, but it's a, a pump that goes inside the watering tank and all it does is keep the nutrients circulating in the water. Because as I mentioned, I uh, let the water sit there between eight and 12 hours. And so naturally the nutrients all settle to the bottom of the tank. So when the watering system comes on, the nutrients have sunk down to the bottom and so the first tables get more nutrients than the last tables. And I noticed this early on that the, the tables at the back of the room uh, weren't getting as, as much nutrient as they needed. And so I put two and two together and decided to drop a, a pump into that tank. The tank or the pump quit working on me, and so the table one was getting far more nutrients, which created a nutrient lockout. So, if you're not familiar with what that is, when you overdo nutrients to a cannabis plant, it's like the roots shut down and won't take anything up but water, and it burns the leaves, and it just the, the plants become very, very unhappy. Cannabis leaves are very expressive and will tell you what is going on with them. And so it took a couple of days, but I noticed that the leaves were starting to turn brown and I couldn't figure out what the problem was. And then I realized my research pump was gone and went and got a new, a new pump for the tank and got it all plugged in. And we're, we fed water for a couple of days. I think it was four days, they got straight water and they sort of got themselves reorganized, the roots got themselves reorganized, the plants started uptaking again, and now the plants are right back to normal and everything's looking good. When you are in the growing um, phase of, of these plants in veg, actually it happens in flower too, the plants will talk to you and it's really important that you pay attention to your plants and um, Take a look at the leaves on the daily. You can you can find insects that get the get the plants early. You can find nutrient lacking or nutrient overdoing through the leaves. Um, it's really important to check on your grow. I check on mine multiple times a day. So, with that in mind, uh, happy growing, and we'll talk next time. Have you met Mary Jane? Thanks so much for listening. If you have any questions about today's topic or the cannabis industry in general, then please send an email to admin at cannaconfidential.co.